Welcome back. This episode is brought to you by Dudette and Bros. Big week last week. I tested out uh, pre-recording some of my episodes and it wound up going a lot shittier than I thought it would be. And um, there were just some things that I had to adjust on the fly in order to do stuff the way I needed to. Um, And yeah, it just felt super forced. Now, am I going to quit doing that for forever? No, I'm going to get better at it. And editing is going to come easier as I get uh, more familiar with it. But the program I'm using isn't used by everybody. So um, it's something I'm working through. But I'm glad you guys liked the episode. There was some people that uh, actually hit me up and specifically said the episode was good until about the 30-minute mark or whatever, um, which is good. I'm, I'm happy about that. I um, wound up going up to Jersey, uh, which is why I had to do the double record. And dude, that drive never gets easier. It never gets easier. I hit fucking traffic literally both ways. I hit bisexual traffic. It was the fucking worst. Going up Baltimore, there was a fucking accident. There was an accident up in Baltimore. And that shit pissed me off, dude. Because I was stuck in a fucking tunnel. And the tow truck had to go up the ongoing traffic. And I got the kids. They're bickering the whole fucking time. Wondering when the fuck we're going to start driving. And I'm wondering the same thing. I was about to be that random asshole that like just gets out of his vehicle just to like look down. Like, what are you doing? Like, obviously, if we, if we could move, we would move. But we're not. So get back in your fucking car, you idiot. Listen to a podcast. Listen to Inside Me. I'll give you my, I'll give you my deets. No, but the trip sucks. Every fucking time, dude. Every time. It's eight to ten hours. I'm in North Carolina. So from North Carolina, like central North Carolina to mid-Jersey, always the fucking worst. And getting there is always fun. The first couple of days, I get to see everybody. I get to see family, friends. But then, dude, I go back to bars and I expect people – I shouldn't say expect. But you would think like when you haven't been somewhere for a long time that – not that I feel underappreciated, but you would think more people would show out, you know? Especially that I'm like telling people that I'm going to be there and I'm like looking to go out. I would assume people will want to do activities with me. Now, my immediate family, we did. We, I made sure we all, you know, did our family activities and spent some time with each other. But, dude, the people you thought that like, you hung out with in high school, you thought they were going to be like, BFFs, <laughs> oh yeah. No, shit's whack. Shit's whack. Going home sometimes is depressing as fuck. And then you like, you go home and you see people and they're like kind of doing the same thing they've always been doing. You're like, ah, dude. It's a shame, you know? Because you know every single person has the potential to do something great. And I mean, if you're finding success in things, cool. Maybe I'm just not seeing it. But dude, I had a lot of fun. It was a blast. I got to uh, get a real fucking Italian sub. North Carolina, there's no fucking delis. 
they have butchers because of like the big hunting stuff. Guys will pawn off a lot of their meat to butchers when it's in season for certain things. Sorry, I'm pushing, uh, pushing water and fluids a lot. Um, no, but people will fucking do that. And, but there's no fucking delis down here. So I got to eat like a real fucking sub and it was the best. It's the kind of bread that's so tough that like just scratches the roof of your mouth. You're in immense pain as you're trying to enjoy this sub. I had to teach my kids, if you don't squeeze the back, everything will just right out the back. You got to hold the sandwich tight on the back because if you don't, ha, ha, it'll all just come out. Lettuce, pastrami, or not pastrami, what is it? Salami, turkey, your fucking provolone, lettuce, tomato, oil, vinegar, maybe some salt and pepper. It'll all come out the back. And then later, it's going to come out of the back. We've got some good ice cream. Dude, overall, I just had fun. It was fun. It was fun. It's always good to get back home. And uh, the drive back sucked even worse. Got caught in traffic like four times. Every major area I could pass by that could offer traffic gave me traffic. I was stuck in traffic like a sorority girl at a frat house. I caught everything. I fucking caught everything. And it was so annoying. I'm calling my wife and I'm like, dude, don't expect me home at all today. And lo and behold, didn't get home till like eight o'clock at night. I had the kids up all fucking day. And they fought us to go to bed. Trials and tribulations of a parent. It's the fucking worst, man. But other than that, uh, during that weekend, there was big news. Uh, I don't know if you guys are comic book fans at all, but I happen to be one. Uh, A lot of DC trailers were released last weekend, dude, and I'm super pumped. I'm fucking pumped, dude. Cannot be more excited for the new Batman movie. Uh, Robert Pattinson, dude, I thought he was going to... Look, everybody says this about every fucking Batman they're always like, oh my god, he's too feminine, blah, 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 blah. They said it about Ben Affleck. They didn't think he was going to be a good Batman. Ha! He's my favorite. He's my favorite Batman, other than Michael Keaton. But Michael Keaton's only because of nostalgia. He wouldn't be my first go-to. He's because, it's because he's the first Batman I know as Batman, you know? But Ben Affleck I thought was really cool. Dude, the fight scenes that Ben Affleck had, way cooler than all the rest of them. Way cooler. And like... He was like using the grappling hook to like throw shit. But if you guys have not checked out the Batman trailer with Robert Pattinson, it was just released last weekend or the weekend prior. No, it was last weekend. Yeah, last weekend. Dude, the fucking best. That movie's going to rip. The movie's going to be hands down probably one of the best Batman movies ever. And if you guys are wondering why I'm so hunched over if you're watching this on YouTube, it's because if I don't talk somewhat close to this microphone, you guys are going to hear some echo. And I don't want that. But the fucking Batman, dude, I thought, dude, when they told me that Robert Pattinson, and when I say they, I mean the people of Hollywood who released it through the news outlets, when they said that they were going to 
uh, audition Robert Pattinson, and then they casted him. I literally was like, I wasn't mad. I was still thinking of the Twilight shit. And then you look at this trailer and he looks so angry all the time. It's like he just lost his parents, you know? Like he just lost his parents. But I was thinking like everybody who is like on set with him, like could you – like he just floats on this. You remember like in Twilight, he, they would float, right? Because they never like – they were so quick they never – they just floated. Like they're on a fucking Segway. My hands are like this. No, but it's – dude. I was iffy about it. And then this trailer gets released. James – or Jim Gordon, the guy who they casted for him, phenomenal. Andy Serkis, he's supposed to be the new Alfred. If you don't know who that is, if you've watched Black Panther, he was Ulysses Claw, the motherfucker with the bionic arm that uh, Killmonger – If you, well, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it yet, what are you doing? Killmonger just fucking bat shoots him in the head. That guy. He's playing fucking Alfred. Such a star-studded cast. And then on top of that, they also released Wonder Woman 84. Super stoked for that. If you guys haven't seen me naked, my back is literally a Batman symbol with Superman. And I have plans for like sleeves. I'm going to get the Justice League. I'm a big comic book fan. So uh, fuck you. I'm going to nerd out for a little bit because fandom, DC fandom... They released everything. And if you guys haven't, check out uh, Emergency Awesome. That dude does a lot of comic book videos. If you guys are comic book fans like I am, there's a little out, uh, outlet. You guys, he's really good. His videos are really cool. Um, but it's usually where I get most of my news from because the guy's uh, – usually he's allowed to um, go and get like previews of movies and like give like non-spoiler, non-spoiler reviews. Dude, in my pastime, sometimes I'll throw some of those videos on. I'm going to pack a dip. I'll throw some of those videos on. This fucking dude keeps me in tune with my comic book fucking roots. Love it. It's the fucking best. Um, I think this is going to be like the golden age for like superhero movies. You guys remember in like the 90s and like early 2000s, it was very grunge. Like you got um, Memento, fucking the uh, Fight Club, right? You got fucking Pulp Fiction, any Tarantino movie actually, all grunge. And uh, now is the age for superhero movies. And I think it's because the large populace has now become comic book fans and maybe not necessarily fans of comic books like they probably don't actually read a lot of the comic books but i would assume that because movies the movies are now getting so popular that the film industry has seen obviously seen such a fucking um big want for these things that they actually you know are producing stuff that not only the fans want to see but they're not watering it down so much to where the average viewer can't stay 
and like keep along the uh, movie track. So it's just really good. I think this is going to be a really good time for superhero movies, which the little kid in me, I'm like, I'm very joyous because my son is a huge Batman fan now and he fucking loves that shit. Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. I don't get the whole Marvel DC beef. I mean, I get it, but I'm fans of both. I mean, I think there's characters from both that I fucking really enjoy. I was thinking about it too, like what superpower I would have. And as a kid, I was thinking like flight, super strength, right? Those are the ones you want. Now I just want like the super ability to like not have to stand in lines. Or like the ability to not be inconvenienced throughout my day with like little shit. Like imagine if you had a superpower that like could literally, it would, yeah, it would take away all inconveniences throughout your day. Did someone take your parking spot? No, they didn't. Did the dog pee on the floor? No, he didn't. Or she. Did you, did you and your wife get into a micro-argument? No, you didn't. All wished away. And if you're wondering, I can't snap with my right hand, so it was probably louder on the one side. What would your guys' superpower be? Write it below in the comments. And if you guys are watching this, and you're wondering why I'm dipping still and it's 2020, like, just chew gum, you fucking idiot. You said it yourself, I'm an idiot. I have my vices, you leave me alone. What other fucking cool superpowers would there be? Dude, the ability to not stand in line would be fucking amazing. Imagine how many roller coasters you could get on if you didn't have to stay in li- stand in lines. That's like the ultimate inconvenience. Like when you're in a rush and then you realize that like there's a line and you being on time to something or late is based on the length of that line. Dude, or do that. I've missed out on so many things in life because of that. So many enjoyable experiences that I could either eat or just have with me. There's been plenty of times where I thought I was gonna fucking, I was gonna make it on time if I had waited in a line, and I didn't. What would also be another average ass superpower? I always thought like telekinesis would be fucking super lame, but also at the same time really cool. Because some people I think would only use it for like average shit, like folding the clothes. But I've also been getting my kids into like Avengers, or not the Avengers, uh, the Avatar. So they're like trying to like waterbend and shit. I'm like, nah, that's not how it works, bro. The Legend of Korra is on Netflix, so we've been watching that a little bit. And they want to be benders so fucking bad. They want to be benders so bad. I told them they fucking can't. Because it's a cartoon. How to break their hearts.
Speaking of shows, dude, we've been watching, um, what's it called? The World's Toughest Race. Have you guys watched this? It's called Eco Race or Eco Challenge. Essentially, it's this like fucking long ass competition. Think of, oh, what the fuck was that show called? The Amazing Race? Think of that, but with way older people and a way more diverse cast. I shouldn't even say cast, it's competitors. Like these guys actually do this, guys and gals of all ages. They have a kid on there that's 18 and they have people on there that are like 60 something. Obviously the 60, the 60 year old is fucking, they've been doing this shit for a while, since the 90s. Like a lot of them are like father-son teams or like father-daughter teams, daughter-mother teams. It's fucking insane to like see their backgrounds though. Like a lot of these guys and girls are fucking ultra marathon runners and they fucking, dude, they're literally racing in Fiji. It's on uh, Amazon Prime if you guys haven't watched it. But when they're interviewing them, dude, everything always goes directly to skin color for some reason. I don't understand that. I mean, I get it. Like there's a, there's a whole black team that they're like predicating themselves on like we're the only all black team here and we really want to represent our race in this in this race in the fucking challenge which is super empowering i get it but i think it's also black people doing white people shit overall like across the board i think if you were to talk to the common black person this would literally be like the epitome of white people shit. They're like, first of all, Bear Grylls is the host. Bear Grylls is the fucking host. So he's like, got his British accent and he's talking like this, right? And he's like, yeah. And he says, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Wow. That's what he says. Wow. He says, wow, a lot. And he's talking. And he's talking people through the, 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 the meticulous details of the terrain. The underbrush, the raging waters. They have to ascend a mountaintop that's eight kilometers in length. He's talking shit like that. It's like Bear Grylls, dude. Chill out. I just want to. I want to watch the race. I don't need you commentating on it. You know. But he's a fucking badass in his own right. But this race gets fucking ridiculous, dude. The first day, they had to like canoe with sailboats or they paddled with sailboats to another island the ship was like 20 kilometers away they're usually based of like teams of four and they fucking the opening challenge was to row a fucking 20 kilometer distance that's a lot that's a lot some of them put their sails up, some of them didn't. And Bear Grylls like immediately was like, wow, let's see how this pays off. Let's see how this pays off. They may burn their arms out for the next leg of the race. And they were fucking, he was spot on. They were burnt the fuck out. While teams are coming in cruising. They had their fucking sail up. Doing the smart people thing because they fucking, they know it's a 10-day race and they're not going to blow their arms out 
trying to get the lead in the beginning. Everybody's going to be fresh. You want to take the slow and steady, right? But he's like going down there and he's like interviewing people. And the interviewers themselves are like, or not the interviewers, sorry, the uh, contestants, the challengers. They're doing these things and they're all like, they're, they're telling their backstories and it's fucking awesome. But there's like, dude, it's like, where does the madness end? Because like there's one, they have to get a medallion, right, at each leg of the race. They get a medallion. And it's a ridiculous, it's in a ridiculous spot. The first medallion, spoiler alert, is in the fucking ocean. They have to swim down and get it after they've just rode for fucking 20 kilometers. And it could be longer than that. I can't remember. But he has to like interview these people while they're doing these fucking, they're tired as fuck. They're broke, they're all broke off. Right? And it's just fucking, dude, it's fucking insane. Like, one challenge I thought, I was like, how does it get more crazy than this? Like, they're like, they're essentially doing an Iron Man, but for 10 days with gear on and climbing. And like, it got to the point where it was like, Bear Grylls would like come over and it's like, oh, okay, what's next? Here we go. And he's like, describing the next leg of the race. It's like, they must. Hold the spoon between their ass cheeks, and atop the spoon must be an egg. They cannot break it in order to hand it in at the next leg of the race, where they will earn their third medallion. This shit is crazy, dude. You can't clench a fucking spoon between your ass cheeks and hold an egg on it. But these are the tasks they're asking them to do. It's fucking insane. And then they're like, they must then take the egg on their bikes and travel 100,000 miles to the next island. How the fuck are you going to get there? I got a bike, not a boat. It just seems like extremely crazy. And like they're 60-year-olds. I was talking about the diversity of this shit. It's not, dude, it's, dude, there is no, I think there's no better diverse group of people competing in something than this show. There's a guy on there with fucking Alzheimer's. He can't remember shit. And the poor son's got to like take care of him. They were thinking it's like his last race. This guy's been doing it for fucking like decades. He's been doing these eco challenges. And this is his last race. So he's doing it with his son rather than his team. He normally does it with who is also competing. And they're, of course, in last place because they're all fucking decrepit and old. But they're making it through. It's no fucking... It's no new game for them. They're trekking along. Sure, they're in last place. But who cares? They're doing it. They're doing the damn thing. They are doing the damn thing. Like, one of the first people they interview is one of the all-black teams. And... Off rip, this guy's immediately inspiring. He's like, I want to, I want to represent my culture. I want to represent, you know, the U.S. and the black community and these eco challenges. And it's fucking super inspiring, especially with like now that everything that's going on. And then he makes a comment. He's like, Well, I got a speedo for every day, and I'm like, mm. Why are you wearing speedos, dude? And he's got not an effeminate voice, but he talks very lightly. He's got a, he's got like a, I wouldn't say a man, like a, I shouldn't say manly. I, I, he doesn't have like a deep voice, right? So I'm already like, mm, you got something else you want to tell us there, big guy? 
Is there another subset group that of America that you want to represent? And then, of course, three episodes later, he's like, you know, coming out as a gay black man. This dude's knocked out two minority groups in one person. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. And he's all about representing the LBGTQ community. Insane. Because, like, I think when I think of those races, like the eco challenges where you're, like, going through this rough terrain, I wouldn't say you don't expect it from a gay guy or woman. But it's really cool to see people represent it and then, like, state that that's what they're representing. All about it. All about it. I was talking to somebody, like, uh, about this at work, dude. It doesn't matter. They were asking us, like, how do we make the, how would you think we would make our job more diverse? I'm like, dude, people, people are going to want to work where they want to fucking work. That's what they're going to work. If they want to fucking do the shit, they're going to do the shit. Whether they're gay, straight, fucking black, white, orange, green, they're going to do it anyway. Because this is fucking America. And they can do whatever the fuck they want. Which is why I hate, like, looking on social media nowadays. And everything is so charged. It's got to have some sort of agenda to it, and it's annoying. And I guess that's kind of hypocritical because of, you know, it's not hypocritical. Because they're stating, like, what they stand for in these races. Which is super fucking cool, dude. State your message. Get it over with. And don't, like, that's not the only reason you're there. I'm sure the reason they're doing their challenge is fucking, you know, self-pride or fucking uh, a self um, confirmation, right, of their abilities. I got a buddy who's starting to surf right now. Fucking riding the wave every morning or every at the mornings he tries to. Early, he gets up before his kid. He goes out and he surfs. He's practicing, hammering away. It's fucking awesome, dude. It's something he's always wanted to do, so he's doing it. Stand up. I'm doing that soon. There's a place about an hour away from here. And guess what? I'm going to fucking lock it in. I'm going to start my open mic. Just follow your dreams. Do what you want to do. But this fucking show is insane. There's like older people who are just like, yeah, we know we're not the fastest, but you know, we're going to get it done. And you're just watching them like suffer. If you want to watch people suffer, you fucking watch this race. They are all broke off, but they all have smiles. And the community of Fiji, all of those like subset islands, sub islands, they're all fucking awesome. They're all like greeting them and they're like super proud to like host this challenge. You guys want some feel good fucking TV. That's it right there. And to the all black team, now like, I'm sure you guys have heard. Chadwick Bosman passed away, dude. Now, do I get pains near my butthole every once in a while? Yes. Am I scared I have colon cancer? Maybe. It's a slight fear. I have some pain every once in a while. But that's super sad, dude. Heartbreaking. And especially when you listen to like some of the cast members he's had or he's worked with. First of all, his body of work is fucking amazing. He's always done a lot of those like non-fiction movies where it's just like he's really in depth with the role. 
I think he did uh, what Jackie Robinson, um, Stevie Wonder, right? And then uh, obviously Black Panther. My kid was so fucking crushed. So crushed. He fucking loves Black Panther. And it's rough, dude. I think it's because it was so unexpected that he hadn't told anybody. Like, that's just some sad-ass shit. And then you find out, dude, he was filming all of the fucking Marvel movies... With booty hole cancer? Dude. Every dude in America right now is thinking they might have fucking booty hole cancer. Because he held it well, dude. It's a strong ass individual. He filmed all those movies. He got jacked for Black Panther. He was looking shredded. And then all the shitty people fucking commenting like, oh, he looks like shit. Fuck them, dude. I hate to be a dick rider and like, don't fucking... Don't fucking, you know, make fun of somebody you don't know what they're going through. Hate to be that dick rider, but it's true, dude. I was just talking to somebody, too. Like, you got to hit the homie checks. Make sure all your boys are good. But it was super sad. My son, like, I don't want to say he almost cried. Because he's still too young to kind of understand, like, what's happening. So he was just like, so he's going to make another Black Panther movie? And like, nah, man, sorry. He passed away, dude. All we can do is, you know, hope his family's feeling all right and that they're pushing past this. That's rough, though, dude. I mean, I'm not in Hollywood or anything like that, so I can't even imagine, like, what other actors have to feel like who have worked with him. I'm sure he's a really good dude. I know there's a Harvard speech he has that was super inspiring. It's fucking insane, dude. But, dude, it also gives validity to, like, how short your time really is here. Which, hey, brings it right back. Do your shit. Do what you want. Because you might not get tomorrow. That's why, dude, some cultures around the world are so adamant about just being happy each day and, like, treating each other correctly. Because you don't know how much time you have. You could go learn how to surf. You could go do your open mics. You can open up your own business. Sell really sick merch. Because you don't know how much time you got. Live it up. Don't spend it up, like just being shitty. Commenting shitting, shitty things on people's stuff while they're trying to do things. Heartbreaking. I can't even imagine. And my wife's family, you know, they've... they've dude, they've had their, their bouts with cancer... Cancer's a shitty thing, dude. I think one of the first shirts, if I make one for a podcast, it's going to be fuck cancer. I'm all about that. Let's hit these ads. All right. Dude and bros. You already know, baby. Dude and bros is an active duty, veteran-owned, and operated business. You guys want to support stuff? Support them. Visit the website, dudeettac and tac 
bros.myshopify.com. You can get all the sick merch. You can get the fucking bros surfing scully tee. You can get your fucking namaste drunk slaps. You can get a pint too. Get the pint glass. I know her personally. She owns the business. And it's all for a good cause. Right now she's still donating 25% of profits from sales to the Marines who were lost in the weird AAV sinking about two months ago, a month and a half ago. She's still doing that. She's fucking badass. She's a fucking go-getter. Use the promo code InsideMe10 for 10% off all purchases. That's InsideMe10 at the promo code box when at checkout. Also, hit them up on Instagram. Instagram, it's the way to go. Please, go check them out. What else we got? Oh, Anchor. Anchor. Look, are you guys trying to start something? Are you guys trying to start maybe a podcast? No? Well, I'm going to tell you this anyway. If you go to anchor.fm and download the app, Anchor will record either via computer or iPhone, and they'll distribute your podcast across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Now, if you're listening to this on Anchor, you've already heard this ad, so I apologize for the double dipping. But I got to get the word out there. Start what you want to start. Life is short. Chadwick Bossman would want you to do it. Some motherfucking Wakanda forever. Now back to the podcast. I've been getting back into training. You know, with this whole vasectomy thing healing up. Dude, they're still achy. I'm still jizzing this like weird gelatinous clear liquid. It's weird. I don't recommend this shit all the time. But make sure you look at your jizz. I'm out here shooting some ropes of hurt. And I still got achy breaky talk achy breaky testicles. In the words of Billy Ray Cyrus. Don't check it. Don't fact don't fact check me. That's the song. Achy breaky testicles. Billy Ray Cyrus said it. I'm just repeating it. And, dude, the, the training, I'm, I'm trying to like dip my toes back in. Part of me really just wants to get back into the classes. But I don't want to like pee blood, right? And literally the past four days I've been doing it, every single time I've gotten my nuts just mashed. Mashed. Like they're in a fucking meat grinder. I'm probably going to train today though. Because fuck it. Mommy ain't raised no bitch. No, but I seriously, I get super scared. Running, dude, gravity taking a hold. Psh, the fucking worst. But it's getting easier. Everything's <gasps> tightening back up. I'll tell you, it is weird. Like, if you feel around, it's like there's scar tissue above each 
testicle on the vas itself. The vas is the tube. And you can feel like there is scarring there, you know? Inside the bag. So now I just got these like weird, this weird lumpy, wrinkly, leathery thing. And I don't want to get mashed and then have them swell up like a fucking cantaloupe. Fucking terrifying. I wouldn't even know what to do. Do I go to the emergency room? I guess. But yeah. Everything's on the up and up. I love that you guys are supporting the podcast. Everything I hear is fucking good shit. Please, dude, do it right now. Subscribe if you haven't already. If you're a first-time comer, subscribe. And keep coming. If you're on YouTube, hit the little bell, right? And you'll receive notifications every time I post a video. Now the idea is I'm going to start maybe making other videos too. But we'll see. We're just having a loosey-goose time. Loosey-goosey, rolling the shoulders. And if you guys are asking why I'm so hunched over, again, I want to keep my face close to the mic. I don't want to have a mishap from last week. I'm probably going to start recording some of my open mic sessions. So it's going to go right up on YouTube. And that, that might be what you want to hear. I'll have subtitles and everything. I'm going to fucking do it. And uh, if you guys want to visit... There's a bar in Wilmington, North Carolina that I would be going to, and it is open mic is on Thursdays at 7 o'clock p.m., and it's a bunch of open micers. So Wilmington at the Dead Crow Comedy Club in Wilmington, North Carolina. And with that being said, I'd love to close the podcast out. I love you guys. Again, thank you so much for your support. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Share the motherfucker.